Hello, dear listeners. This is Ginny, and I'm here with our friend Zach Clark. Hello. You've heard him before on a few of our episodes, and today he's here to talk about a project he's working on called Great Hope, which you can become a part of and become involved in, which he's going to explain right now. So Great Hope is a show that I am working on that will be at the UMass Amherst Union Gallery in February of 2018. Um, It's going to be a collection of work that I'm making about where myself and others um, find hope and victories they are currently celebrating. But the show um, is also going to exist as a open call print exchange and is open to anyone who makes an edition of 12 works. So if you're a printmaker, um, I'd love to hear from you to be part of the show. All the work will then be distributed out to everyone as a uh, print exchange. If you are not a printmaker and just want to share your stories about where you are currently finding hope, um, I would love to hear them. Um, For both participating in the print exchange and just letting me hear your stories, you can go to nationalmonumentpress.com. Some more information will be there. Um, You can find me on Instagram, at Zach Clark is. Or you can text 510-969-9443. Thanks, and I hope to uh, have you as part of the show. Right on. Great hope. Check it out. From Art History Bay Briefs. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jenny. I'm Jen. And we are the Art History Babes. Bringing you another BB episode. Coming at you with the BB. God, we just love, we love the babies. We do. I, we, I really there do. There are babies. Aww. <laughs> uh, yes. Today, we're going to talk about something that I I thought we were going to talk about in like a a larger episode so we're gonna try really hard to mm-hmm. keep this Succinct. an actual an actual bb yeah. <laughs> and that is the rococo rococo Ro- rococo rococo mm-hmm. it's a fun word it's kind of silly kind of reminds me of dada just one of yes. those that's like <laughs> I know, right? uh, to say so the rococo what is it <laughs> tell us it, Rococo is a style that in many ways has only maybe within the last 100 years been considered an actual style in and of its mm-hmm. own. It's been less commonly referred to as the late Baroque. Right. So if you have listened to our Baroque episode, we discuss how Baroque was this really just grand statement, artwork, architecture, very much associated with royalty. And so Rococo takes that one step further into the absurd. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Let's just, you know, it's kind of absurd. This was um, an early to late 18th century French artistic movement in style. And it affected many aspects of the arts, including painting, sculpture, architecture, interior design, decoration, and even literature, music, and theater. The movement originated in Italy as a response to the Italian Baroque, but it flourished in France and is most commonly associated with France. Mm -hmm. So the word Rococo derives from the French word rocaille, which means rubble or rock. It also refers to 
shell work in garden grottos and is used as a descriptive word for serpentine patterns that are seen in the decorative arts of the Rococo period. Rococo is really a departure from classical order and symmetry that until then had been dominant in French art and architecture. So really a reaction to boredom with order and symmetry, Rococo artists opted for depicting wit, humor, emotion, and especially this idea of whimsy. Yes, that so comes to mind with Rococo. It's like so whimsical. I love that. Whimsy. (laughs) Yes. Ah. C and S curves soon replaced strict lines of the previous artistic periods. And so what you see in every aspect of Rococo, whether it's painting or architecture or furniture, it's characterized by a lightheartedness. Paintings often are depicting playful themes. Decoration and interior design features many shell-like curves, floral motifs, and pastel colors. Lots of pastel colors. Oh, yeah. I'm just imagining just powdered wigs. Just right. Just powdered the wigs. Powder got on everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so often the focus was on delightful scenes of daily life and courtly love. No love like courtly love. <laughs> so really this emergence of the Rococo can be seen as a reaction to the grandeur of the Baroque style of King Louis the Fourteenth. After his death in 1715, the French court moved from Versailles back to their old Parisian mansions and began to redecorate their homes using softer designs and more modest material. So instead of surrounding themselves with precious metal and rich colors and rich mahogany, Mm. the French aristocracy were now living in these intimate interiors made with stucco adornments, something called boissier, which is a wooden paneling Mm -hmm. and a lot of mirrored glass. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So Rococo became associated with the excess of the reign of Louis XV, and uh, he ruled from 1715 to 1774. And Rococo is often criticized for frivolity, excess, and lack of kind of substance or meaning compared to other art periods. And Rococo has been somewhat relegated to the less serious realm of decorative arts. The lighthearted themes and intricate designs of Rococo presented themselves best at a more intimate scale than the imposing Baroque architecture and sculpture. It's really not surprising then that French Rococo art was at home and primarily indoors. Metalwork, porcelain figures, and especially furniture rose to new preeminence as the French upper classes sought to outfit their homes in the now fashionable style. 
Rococo style took pleasure in asymmetry, a taste that was new to the European style. Like we talked about earlier before, it was like symmetry, symmetry, symmetry. And now there's more of a shift, like let's do the opposite of that. This practice of leaving elements unbalanced for effect is called contrast. I want to say it like an Italian. I know. I, I wanted to say <laughs> contraste. Con- contraste. Was that French? That sounded French to me. You did the <clears throat> eh, and that contraste. sounded French. <laughs> We're the worst art historians because we don't know French. We're supposed to know French. I know. Ah. Corey knows. Yeah, she That's does. all you guys get. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Rococo architecture mm-hmm. um, because it was a style that, like we said, has been associated with painting and interior design, but there are Rococo style mm-hmm. buildings. Definitely. So the Rococo architecture is lighter, it's a little bit more graceful, and it's also more elaborate than Baroque architecture, which was a little bit more austere, whereas Mm -hmm. Rococo is a lot more ornate. It's it's in your face. Yeah. Yeah. So while the styles are similar, they are, there's some marked differences. Right. Right. And I mean, Rococo architecture was a more secular 18th century adaptation of the Baroque. So you know, it's it's more lighthearted and kind of playful in a way, whereas mm-hmm. so much of Baroque architecture was really strict and like religious in a lot of ways. And so other elements belonging to the architectural style of Rococo include numerous curves and decorations, as well as the usage of pale colors, which is all just a lot more creative and expressive than some of what was being done before. A good example of Rococo architecture would be the Catherine Palace in Russia. This building, it is, it's kind of silly. The facade is this very bright sort of baby blue, Mm -hmm. lots of white Mm -hmm. contrasting that and gold encrusted adornments galore. Very ornate. It looks like a fairy tale dollhouse. It does. Yeah. And it's fitting then that this was the home of a very aristocratic Mm -hmm. woman. In many ways, the Rococo, while it was this sort of response to this grand Baroque architecture and style of aristocracy, it just takes it to another level. Absolutely. So it it just goes off the deep end into complete frivolous aspects that are not useful at all. There's (laughs) nothing really about a lot of these little adornments that serve any kind of architectural purpose, but they look nice yep sure do so we'll we'll have some pictures of the Catherine palace for you guys to look at look it up because it's a pretty amazing building yeah going on into a little bit more of what we know of rococo which is some of the painting one of the most notable rococo painters was jean antoine watu and he invented a new genre called Galant? Did I pronounce that right? I have no idea. You know what? You're just going to have to trust us with this because I'm just, I'm I'm not going to apologize anymore. (laughs) I just don't know French. But the feats galant were scenes of courtship 
and parties and just lighthearted fun. Mm -hmm. So Watu was born close to the Flemish border and he was greatly influenced by genre scenes of everyday life. Definitely. These were hugely popular in Flanders and the Netherlands. And so it's no surprise that he was trying to capture these themes in his work. He is best known for his depictions of very elegantly dressed figures gathered in outdoor spaces and exchanging pleasantries, enjoying music, and basically just having a great time. Living the life. Having a good time. They're having a good time. Have a good time. His most famous work is arguably Pilgrimage for Cythera or the Embarkation for Cythera from 1717. Mm. It's lovely. There are... Look at all those pooty. There's pooty galore. All kinds of little couples off in the corners just kind of whispering <laughs> sweet nothings into each other's ear. Very dense atmospheric perspective. Mm-hmm. It's just nice it's just makes me feel warm yeah i agree it's beautiful so you know we're talking about rococo and most of it is associated with france but did you know that the rococo came to america whoa i know i didn't know that it's wild (laughs) so it did in the mid late 18th century and american rococo consisted of mostly ornamental motifs such as shells and rocailles scroll work leaves plants flowers and asymmetrical compositions in addition rococo furniture became very popular with like elaborately engraved and decorated furniture lots of silver and gold work and a lot of why it became very popular in america was because they made printed pattern books of rococo designs that made their way out to the states and it was also pretty popular for rococo objects to be imported to the states from europe so oh you want to import a beautiful silver ornate mirror something like that and then it becomes popular with the wealthier upper classes in the states in addition and perhaps like the main reason why rococo came to america was because of immigrant artisans from europe namely germany france and england who had been trained in rococo style And so they became really high in demand with their skills in Rococo craftsmanship. And Rococo design flourished the most in large American port cities such as Boston, New York, Charleston, and Philadelphia because they were kind of close, not kind of close, they were close to water access points. These are where immigrants arrive. You know, they come to the biggest city that's along the water. And that's why these cities had really thriving Rococo styles. And so Charleston in particular ardently adopted the Rococo style, and it had a great influence on the culture of the city at large. Philadelphia also had a rich Rococo style as it was one of the wealthiest cities in America in the 18th century. And, you know, you can see different pattern books that came to America and really ornate wardrobes that were designed in the Rococo style, different aspects of furniture especially. So who knew? Came to America. I'm not surprised. I I feel that for many of the early years of our country, the early Americans were 
pretty much obsessed with France. Oh, yeah. And trying to be France. So <laughs> Rococo was synonymous yes. with everything French. Everything that was good. Yes. <laughs> and not British. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yes, that is our little BB on Rococo. We hope that you enjoyed it. And mm. we hope that you have developed a, a newfound appreciation. Yeah. You know, it, it gets discounted quite a bit as far as an artistic period, but it's very interesting. And frivolous, a lot of, yeah, frivolous you know, is okay. It is okay. Sometimes it's okay to just have a good time, <laughs> you know, have yeah. a good time. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. From There's poutine galore.